Do you ever want to be a guest on a super cool podcast hosted by a glamorous power couple from their cutting-edge home studio on the outskirts of a major metropolitan world hub? Hollywood, anyone? Us, too. Until then, let's pretend. One of these days, you might get a DM, a PM, an EM, or even a message in a bottle inviting you to join my husband and I for an hour or two in our chat lab, working on solutions for all the world's problems. And when you are invited, there's only one response. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, hello, listeners. This is Yeah, Uh-huh with Lisa. And and this week we have Richard Lynch. Richard is a country music recording artist and um, a chart-topping country music artist and um he is also he has a, a radio show he has a radio show yeah. and a tv show and a farm right he's he been, is a busy man he's been nominated for a hollywood music and media award um and also uh as you said has a television show so welcome mm-hmm. richard it's good to have you man well thanks for having me you guys i appreciate you having me on yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're yeah We've got really eclectic tastes in music. Um, I, yeah. There's probably somebody in almost every genre genre of music that I like, you know, yeah. when you really just start to check out the list. And, um, yeah, I think he even has some people in jazz that he likes. Oh, yeah. Thelonious yeah. like <laughs> Monk. I'm just throwing her yeah. name out there. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, in, in country music, uh, my my palate is a little bit wider, I guess, maybe because my mom loved country music. She just passed away in March. So I think it was some of the songs that she really liked, you mm-hmm. know, when we were growing up and played on yeah. the jukebox. You know, she did, they did take me out to, to, the, to the clubs every once in a while, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he'd be the only seven year old in the bar. <laughs> yeah, right. By nine, he could beat half <laughs> the people in the bar at pool. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, but he was a late cool. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Made you well diverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. definitely. So um, I guess uh, you have uh, your television show, and I think I saw that it was listed that it did air in Cincinnati on Star sixty four. Do you know that, or are you aware of that, or? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, it it just ran its course. We had. Um, we had ran out of our 13 episodes, you know, mm-hmm. that was being filmed primarily up up until uh, the COVID incident happened. And uh-huh. when all the COVID stuff took over and all of our shows were canceled, we'd, we no longer had any new episodes to film. Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, so we just, just terminated the TV show until mm-hmm. further notice. But uh, yeah, there'll be, there'll be other things. But all all the uh, all the TV shows are still on YouTube, and you can go back and see all the television shows and the mm-hmm. radio events and all the things that we do. Right, and that was called the traditionally traditionally Lynch TV show. Um, yes, sir, that's correct. And basically, it's like, it's like a concert, like maybe a half hour concert every episode, right? I mean, with guests and your own performances. Yeah, yeah. yeah most of the performances are recorded at our barn. We have a a uh, farm in Waynesville, Ohio, which is about mm-hmm. 35 miles north of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. a little south of Dayton, Ohio, down in the southwestern part of the state. And uh, six times or seven times a year, uh, we'll bring a Grand Ole Opry star or a, a national traditional country music artist to our farm. Right. And a couple times a year, we'll also film, uh, we'll film and record a couple different shows 
um, outside of our farm. So we acquire, you know, like I say, 13 or 14 of those episodes enough to have a full season mm-hmm. of the traditionally Lynch show. So oh. we, we haven't acquired that next 13 episodes yet for the following season, but uh, we hope to do that here. Um, if not this year, by sure, for sure the next year or so, but it's just the thing where we love to do, we love keeping traditional music alive. And there's so many people out there that are, that are really hungry and they're wondering where their country music went to. So mm. <laughs> we're yeah. trying to, trying to keep that tradition alive. Right. Yeah. I do notice that uh, you use that term a lot, traditional country music. Um, I, I read uh, one of my uh, favorite country artists, of course, is Johnny Cash. And I read his autobiography and it, I wrote two of them. And I think the second one was um, uh, later in life, you know, where the, the newer type of country started to emerge and he didn't really gravitate to that. He talked about traditional country in that as well. So I'm wondering what, what does that really mean to you? Traditional country versus some like top 40 or top country music now? Well, there's, there's not a comparison. Um, if mm-hmm. you were a country music fan in the sixties and seventies, eighties, nineties, you are wondering where your music has gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, they have taken it, taken country music out of it and kept the names. There's mm-hmm. nothing, you know. I, if you if you listen to today's music, which I'm honest with you, I don't. Um, mm-hmm. I can't I can't get my head around it. You know, there you've you've taken emotion out of country music. Country music is supposed to have raw emotion. Everybody can mm-hmm. accept or re, or connect with that song. And uh, when you take that emotion out of the song, unfortunately, you've taken you've taken the, the legs out of country music, whether it's good, bad, happy, sad, um, you know, but the emotion has been taken out of today's country music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you, you know, you don't hear a steel guitar anymore, you don't hear a fiddle anymore, you don't hear a three part harmony anymore. And the storyline has been completely devastated. Mm-hmm. The the writing content of today's music is so. I just say it dumbed down. You mm. know, you can't, you can't, I can't get my head around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's way closer to pop. The, the, like the 50 style pop, the um, splish splash. I was taking a bath in, in a sense, you know, well, somewhere. you know, I have a, I have a huge respect for everybody's genre, but mm-hmm. I don't even con- con- connect it to pop. You know, there is, yeah. Uh, it, it's gone so far to the point where it's almost tribal. You know, there, there's no, there, there's such a beat. I can't even, I can't even get my head around this beat that they're putting to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I can say to each their own, but mm-hmm. I want, you know, I, I want to, I want somebody to understand there is a difference between country music and what they're calling country music. Maybe we should start a campaign to rename it. And, and not that I'm saying that I personally don't <laughs> enjoy some of it, um, and I do enjoy pop uh-huh. music. I actually somewhat lean towards pop music because I like music that makes me want to dance. So, sure. you know, I'm and with there's, you 100%. yeah, there's yeah, quite a bit I have of a huge respect for, you know, all mm-hmm. the genres of music, you know, I yeah. love Southern rock and roll. I love good country. I love rock and roll. I love, there's, there's some pop music that absolutely is amazingly well-written stuff. So don't, yeah. I don't want to come across as negative, mm-hmm. But you're talking to a guy who grew up in a household where country music was a way of life. Mm. And I can't even recognize that way of life anymore. So, mm-hmm. so I, it's just a, uh, it's, you're getting, you're getting the hindsight behind the scenes from, from 40 years in the business. Yeah. Mm. 
I have a coworker. And we were talking about this because like when, when I'm preparing for uh, somebody to come on, I'm like, I, I want to talk to people, you know, to kind of bounce some ideas off them. And my coworker was talking about, uh, I was I was listening to the song the other day and I won't even name what the song was, but he's like, this is what's wrong with country music. The song was like 70% chorus with only a uh, very little story to it, but just, yes. it, it was all, you know, just kept reprising the chorus, you know, over and over and over again, I guess. And that, in their mind, I guess that, that, that inspires mm-hmm. people to dance or something, but, but uh, the storytelling has always been the, uh, the root of country music, right? Correct. 100%. Yeah. Kind of like the modern and, day um, bard more than the modern day what? Bard. The traveling troubadour mm. who um, told stories. He was basically the uh, the newspaper of the Middle Ages before printed oh, word. They had, something, so. <laughs> they had bards who would travel around and they would uh, they would take the news and they would sing it um, or tell it in a spoken word style if they didn't um, sing. Well, what do they call Hank Williams? What's his nickname? I don't know. The mm-hmm. Hillbilly Shakespeare. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's the stories. I, re- I really think, and, and really a country song, a good country song to me tells a story. It doesn't just have a good pickup line or a, or a good chorus. So, so Richard? Well, for me to, mm-hmm. um, for me to, you know, for me to, um, you know, be involved in the industry, there's nothing more gratifying, uh, especially as a songwriter, to have someone tell me something to the effect of, wow, I heard your song and it was almost as though you wrote that song for me. And that is so gratifying because, you know, that's when you know you've connected with your audience and they, they, they want to relate with that music. And that's why I always loved country music because it was so relatable. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just a thing that it's a thing where I grew up listening to it. My dad was an incredible singer, entertainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew at a young age that's something that I wanted to do <clears throat> just by being around my dad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's 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 a thing where um, a lot of folks, younger folks, don't necessarily get a chance to necessarily hear it. But when they do, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost <laughs> I had people say, wow, this is new. I've never heard this before. I'm like, no, it's been around for 40 years. <laughs> yeah, at least <laughs> yours has. It's neat to see people really get, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. I mean, uh, you think about a lot of times with country music or, or any genre, really, you'll hear something that'll sound new, and man, it's like, man, that's such a good beat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you find out it was something written in 1920, or it's an old blues song, or mm-hmm. you know. But um, I wonder who some of your uh, I, I heard you say your father was an inspiration. Where um, who were some of your mus- musical other inspirations? Who who were other artists that you kind of admire? Well, I grew up in a musical family mm-hmm. in a household that loved real music, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my dad was a huge traditional country fan. You know, people like Lefty Frizzell and Hank Williams, and mm-hmm. and all those artists, you know, Ernest Tubb, and all those artists from that era. And my mom, she she loved the the fifties rock and roll, Big Bopper and Elvis <laughs> and and yeah. uh, Ricky Nelson and all that's these what things. I grew so, up on. Know, there's, there's so many. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, I grew up on the fifties uh, rock and roll. In fact, uh, I was born in 1966, but I was in love with Ricky Nelson because <laughs> I didn't know oh, how old yeah. he was. <laughs> and so there's so many. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, so, who were so, so? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great names there. 
Um, Lefty Frizzell. I know that Cash admired him. He was a major inspiration for him. Um, I, I did, there was a country music uh, documentary that P, uh, Ken Burns did about a year and a half ago. It was just amazing. And um, I just, you know, they, they dedicated, they chose some um, premier artists and kind of dedicated each episode almost to them. Did you get a chance to see that? Absolutely. We watched every moment of it. And, um, and I, I, we even filmed it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, they did such a tribute to so many of the wonderful artists. I would have liked to have seen them do a little more, um, a little more toward a guy like Conway Twitty. They did mention mm-hmm. Conway. Um, but, you know, there, there was so many artists out there that from, you know, Merle Haggard era, the late 60s, mid 60s, all the way up to today, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, inspired, inspired so many people, um, you know, and my, I think my biggest suggestion would be people like George Jones, Conway Twitty, Merle Haggard, you know, when you start, when you start getting into that late 60s, early 70s era with Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson and Mel Tillis mm-hmm. and Ronnie Millsap, they could have kind of, kind of got a little closer to the current, um, the little current um, uh, music, but they did it mm-hmm. all in all. They did an incredible job on showing the roots of where mother Maybell from the Carter family on up to today. They did a wonderful job. I was mesmerized by watching it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out a way to get that into the home. So my mom could see it because they don't allow them to, <laughs> I mean, they, they barely allow everybody. They all sit around in the living room watching the same thing on TV and, and they kind of encourage them. So I never and got it's a, very, um, Shall we say neutral? Yeah. They pick very neutral stuff. Right. Really? Yeah. But it, yeah, nothing yeah. political or anything. <clears throat> well, and then she was um she was not herself for the last couple of years. It was sad. Yeah. So we were kind of looking at your tour, touring schedule, and you do a, it seems like you do a lot out of the uh your farm, which is called the Keeping It Country Farm. I and mean, I guess that's where you uh, shot the TV show as well. So is there a venue that you would, you know, that you kind of fantasize about playing? Is there like, I don't know, the, the Raymond Theater or something, anything like that? Uh, yeah, I would like to have like to say that I that I uh, graced the stage of the Grand Ole Opry. That would be mm-hmm. that would be quite a goal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't see it happening, but you never know. Um, my music has been played in. 75 80 countries around the world um mm-hmm. we um we do tv shows we do tours we we play all over the united states uh yeah i i i if it never happens i i think that we had a successful career and i'm thankful mm-hmm. for my career mm-hmm. um you, you know but um if if a goal is in mind to say that i uh, i stood on the stage and in the circle where my heroes stood that would be pretty gratifying yeah yeah now, um, uh, what's the furthest country that you know your music has played in, and would you do a world tour? Well, I, if I understood you correctly, um, a lot our music is played all over the country, but I, um, I, I can't tell you. Did you say in the country or out of the country? I meant out of the country, like the furthest. What what surprises you? Like, for okay. instance. Oh, yes, I found out somebody in Kabul is a fan of mine. Yeah, well, we just did a South African radio show, and oh. we did a Brazilian radio show recently. We, we, do, uh, we do TV shows, not TV shows, radio shows and podcasts. Mm-hmm. 
basically uh, on every continent. And, you know, to, I was blown away some, but when one, one person called and we did a, um, mm-hmm. a, a radio show, and I'm trying to think of the country right now, but Sorry. it's just not coming to me. And, um, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't speak. I, I understood about one word mm-hmm. out of every, uh, every word they were saying. So, mm-hmm. uh, Philippines. Ah. So I, I would try and they wanted an answer from me. And so I, out of that one word that I understood, I tried to give some kind of an answer. <laughs> yeah. so you may have come with, across. Uh, with, so we'll be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that can be awkward. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the mm-hmm. language barrier can be. Uh, yeah. That can make a uh, make or break the situation. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about <laughs> music. Uh, mm-hmm. Our are, are you okay with pl- us playing anything or is there anything that we, you know, we like to. We Absolutely. Like to, when we post the podcast, he likes to insert songs. Yeah, but I don't want to, definitely don't want to do any copyright infringement or anything like that. So. Yeah. But uh, there's some. You, you guys can play anything or I- anything or everything that's ever been recorded by Richard Lynch. I have no problem with that. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. yeah. There, there's some things we really liked, you know, you're, you're very diverse. I'd say, I'd say we, we spent uh quite a bit of time looking at the YouTubes and listening to the, mm-hmm. the sampling on your uh, website. Shh, don't give away our research secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Richard Lynch mm-hmm. I think is your mm-hmm. website, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, we like to, I, I, we drank a lot. Like, mm-hmm. Oh no, we drink a lot of like, we like yeah. that one. You know, that was a good honky tonk song. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, there, uh, there was another one like, there, I can't, it's on the top of my head. She's got me drinking again. Ah, yeah. Those are, those are two mm-hmm. I really like. They were really up tempo. Those were really, mm-hmm. you know, a good Friday night. Right song. up our, uh, have a couple of beers or a few shots of tequila angle. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll go ahead and play. Um, she's got me drinking again right here. Mm-hmm. Wet people's uh, thirst. Yeah. So here's a 
Richard Lynch. Uh-huh. Richard Lynch. Band. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, it's not just the up-tempo honky tonk stuff, but you know, Richard, uh, he's got some spiritual songs, you know, it, um, it's mm-hmm. all in my head. Pray on the radio is a, actually mm-hmm. re- definitely has religious overtones or you know, Christian overtones. So, um we like we like your music. We really enjoyed, you know, listening to some of your stuff and getting acquainted with it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. You know, it's uh it's it's an honor to be able to, you know, share my music and have people mm-hmm. um, you know, appreciate the music. Uh, and I meet a lot of folks and um you know that you know, country music people ask me, so well, why do you play country music? I say, Well, that's just what I am. That's what I, mm-hmm. I love to do. I was born into it and uh mm-hmm. Hopefully I get to continue as long as the Lord lets me provide and have a little air. I want to keep doing performing out there. Yeah. Doesn't seem like you, you know, got anything that would make you stop. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you're spiritual. Um, uh, we don't need to talk to religion on this if you don't want to, but um, if you wanted to put something in, is that part of your inspiration, your, um, your faith? Well, I I am a red, white, and blue through and through country music lover who mm-hmm. loves this country, and I love the fact that we have a maker who I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so I don't, I am not ashamed to say I love the Lord and I love our country, and I love the fact that we can keep um, our freedom in this country. And I want to write mm-hmm. songs that that show and share those values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that definitely mm-hmm. comes comes across in your uh, your library of music um so have you ever come to cincinnati you ever played cincinnati at all oh yeah a few times you mm-hmm. know I'm, i only live i live uh 30 miles north of cincinnati right so. right right where at in cincinnati oh i've played taste of cincinnati concert i've played radio shows in 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 cincinnati mm-hmm. casino um oh, okay. okay outside venues um, mm-hmm. yeah just you know, to, 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 you know, 40 years, of, 40 years I've had to put up with me at one, at least a couple times down there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have one more musical question. If Weird Al Yankovic were to approach you to do a parody of one of your songs, would you give him full access or would you have limit? I'm, I'm going to ask a favor of you. I want you to say that one more time. Okay. <laughs> if Weird Al Yankovic were to approach you, to do a parody of one of your songs, what would you re- how would your reaction be? And would you want to impose limits? Oh, no, no limits. Anything goes. You guys, 
one of my mm-hmm. songs would be she got me drinking again or uh, mm-hmm. you know you know i got a new album current album right now called grandpappy and you know it talks mm-hmm. about whiskey making moonshine making all those mm-hmm. kind of things so yeah i'm i'm pretty diverse yeah it's a weird out to go to town on any of those huh? <laughs> yeah well, Lisa's like a fanatical <laughs> well, Weird Al Yankovic fan. Uh, we were both born on October 23rd. Yeah. Different years. Yeah. But the same date. Oh, yeah. He, he's kind of a musical genius. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he plays multiple instruments. He writes his own songs. He parodies other people's songs. Um, you know. All right. so, yeah. And once I found out. So what's some of your heroes birthday, in country music? Oh, I, I love uh, I love Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. Folsom Prison. Nice, it's like the greatest. And, yeah, um, Allison Krauss. I, we went and saw Allison Krauss, mm-hmm. and, and I think she sings like an angel. And I love her. Awesome. The uh, Robert Plant. I like Waylon Jennings. Yeah, you talking? Of course. I like the outlaw. I like the outlaw country. Yeah. You know, Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of a guy named Johnny Paycheck? Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Take this job and shove it. <laughs> he's an Ohio boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> he's an Ohio, he's an Ohio boy, and so he has a lot of influence on folks from around here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. I do have to mention Dwight Yoakam because he also shares my birth date. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam's great. Uh, yeah. He's also an Ohio boy. Uh, Dwight Yoakam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. He's born in Kentucky, but he has a whole lot of a whole lot of Ohio roots. Yeah. Around Columbus and Greene County and okay. different places here around Ohio. Yeah. Good yeah. to know. Yeah, we d- we just did a mm-hmm. show with uh, another podcast called Rock and Roll Heaven, and we were talking about Dwight and his relationship with uh, Buck Owens, you know, and the Bakersfield mm-hmm. sound. I, I kind of like that in country music, the Bakersfield sound. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I- so it's nice. When, when I when I hear you talk that, then I I got a little a little different uh you know uh, appreciation because you guys know what you're talking about when it comes to country music. So I, mm-hmm. you know, some folks want to talk about it and they ain't got a clue what they're talking about, but you guys do, so I appreciate that. Oh. <laughs> well, he knows more than I do. I'm not as much of a music person. I grew up more with the spoken, written, and spelled word. Right. Well, I grew up with it because my mom. I see. My mom Plus I'm tone deaf. She really loved country music. So mm-hmm. it grew on me a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, there's uh-huh. probably you probably have some real good memories then, you know, especially if you hear a song and and you know you right away can go back to that time when your mom shared that with you or you had an experience around that era. That's mm-hmm. what country music does. It takes you back and transports you in time somewhere. It it can it can bring that memory back to you. It can have a you can have that la- lifelong effect on you, even if your mother's dead and gone or 20 years yeah. ago or 20 years from now, that song can still give you that emotion mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every time I, I, I hear blue eyes crying in the rain, it always mm-hmm. makes me think of a mom and dad. Mm-hmm. So. We won't go awesome. into that. <laughs> oh, Willie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I did see in an interview, you said, someone asked you, um your your favorite concert that you attended and and you said Alabama and I remember man Alabama just blew mm-hmm. up one, at one I don't know what year it was but I was a kid and I was like oh my god mm-hmm. Alabama's every yeah they were like a total you know like a real super group you know so so what made them so good well they were diverse in the fact that they could they could 
play country music, but give a little rock and roll edge to it. And they mm-hmm. wrote songs. Once again, it's all about the song. Yeah. You know, they would they would have a topic that's that could that could um, relate with people. If you were from the south, if you're from the north, uh, every now and then they'd write a song like like mountain music, for example. When the mm-hmm. song come out, there's a there's a lyric in the song that says, um, you know, hitting or throwing up chert rocks. Well, everybody from nor- the north or out west didn't know what a chert rock was, and all it was it's a pretty re- prevalent stone in down in Alabama, but not. The rest of the country knew what it was, but every now and then they would still write songs that um, would connect with people, and they would yeah. learn to write songs where they could make their make their little area, you know, understandable mm-hmm. to where the rest of the country was. You know, Chert Rock is a uh, is an example of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So they kind of uh, uh, served as a bridge between uh, an element of the fan base that. That didn't know, you know, the other side of the family, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the more rural <laughs> side. Yeah. And brought people together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about Merle Haggard, and I'd like to play another song of yours with your permission, and that is uh, another honky tonk song. You and bet. that's why. And that's because it, you, you did it as a duet with Leona Williams, who has a very strong relationship with Merle, right? I believe she I was, she's uh, she was to married me. to the man for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty strong. That's about as strong as you can get. You know, Miss Leona, I've been thinking. I know I owe a lot to those old honky tones. When I'm there, I know that's where I belong. My five-piece band on Saturday night and the neon shining bright. And some two-step dancers twirling all night long. What do you think, Miss Leon? I know I owe a lot to those old honky-tonks. There's a reason that I get to sing my songs. Makes me mighty proud when yes, ma'am's playing loud. And some two-step dancers twirling all night long Thanks country music For being good to us And thank you for the chance to sing our songs We make no excuses It's not mysterious We just think it's time for another honky-tonk song From the thick smoke and the dim lights of those honky-tonks To the opera stage my heroes have been singing on Some say the music sure has changed But the circle at the opera is still the same So there's not a better time for another honky-tonk song Thanks country music for being good to us and thank you for the feelings in our songs We make no excuses, it's not mysterious We just think it's time for another honky-tonk song We just think it's time for another honky-tonk
<laughs> my mother was a Williams. I wonder if we're related. <laughs> yeah. So let's, um, and, and I believe I also read that Leona, she's a very good songwriter and wrote uh, at least one of Merle's yeah. hits, as well as a couple others, right? Leona is an incredible songwriter. And um, the truth of the matter is she wrote several songs that she didn't get credit for of Merle's, but that's okay. She's not, she's not bitter in no way, shape or form. I like mm-hmm. to call Leona one of my friends. Yeah. And right. that's, you know, we talk about a little bit of where we are as success in life. If nothing else, some of these heroes that I grew up listening to and loving their music, now I can call them my friends. And wow. and that's a success in my mind. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, and uh, maybe maybe even more so than standing on the Grand Ole Opry, that I can call my, my heroes my friends these days. That's pretty cool. Me, 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 me. What you doing there, huh? You, 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 you. I'm getting the pipes ready because I'm getting ready to submit my resume to MTS Management because I'm going to be a social influencer, singer, songwriter. I'm going to take the world by storm. And and Pedro promoter. And Pedro promoter, yes. Let's not forget that. Well, just think of all the great artists we've had on the podcast. We've had yep. Ludlow Creek, Benita, yes. yes, Rhett Wicker, uh-huh. Stephanie Strange, Ananda, Vina, Shaka. It's a fabulous resource of guests for your podcast if you're like me born with immense talent and don't know what to do with it channel it through mts management that's mts management group and tell michael that yeah uh uh-huh sent you yeah uh uh-huh mts management they'll work for you now is the grand old opry still producing i mean do they i'm not sure yeah they still have music Uh, okay yeah well, the original theater, the both there's a new theater. The original theater still stands, but it's. Mm-hmm. I guess they still probably have things that go on there, mm-hmm. but it's not. You know, it's not. Yeah, that's new. called the Ryman Theater there in Nashville, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, they they still have shows periodically. And during during the winter months, especially, they close down the new Grand Ole Opry there on Music Valley, and they'll do shows there at the Ryman Auditorium, mm-hmm. um, and Typically, uh, typically they um, will have uh, a scheduled events or they even they even rent the show, the, the facility from time to time. You know, you, if you have a, say you guys want to put on a, a country show and you want to reach out to the Ryman Auditorium, they do provide that service. Yeah, so okay. That would be pretty fascinating and to be able to. Right. Well, now my cousin Janie works in the music industry booking acts down in um nashville yeah i wonder if she has any connections i don't know i had a little mm-hmm. chat with her one time at a mm-hmm. party and she was talking i don't know she's yeah. like weary of the question she just yeah <laughs> she, she's she's a very <laughs> private kind of person yeah. and and doesn't put herself out there but that whole that whole uh mm-hmm. that whole grand Ole opry thing reminds me i'm mm-hmm. an avid griller right right so I just bought a gas grill, but it's mm-hmm. sitting there next to my other grill because I love my other grill so much. I can't let it go. I've not even used the new grill yet. <laughs> like, well, the new yeah. grill isn't just gas. It's a hybrid. So it does both. Yeah. But I think he's nervous about using the gas. Plus, he really loves his old grill. Yeah. Kind of like people still love the old Ryman Theater. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nope. I mean, if you're, wrong with you, that. you know, just to clarify, um, he has been outside grilling in a parka, wearing um, oven mitts as gloves, and um, uh, one glove. with a headlight on his hat, you can't so have that a... he could see what he's doing. Oh my! Doing. 
That's dedication there. It is. That, that is dedication. When you're, when you're grilling in a parka and gloves, you know you want to grill. Only one glove because you have one glove for your beer. Okay. One glove off. Um, and, and we have some questions about the keeping it country farm. Do you raise animals, crops? Do you have any friendly, lazy dogs who just had puppies? Question mark. <laughs> well, we raise quarter horses and a pony. We oh, raise um, alfalfa, orchard grass. Mm-hmm. We, we raise alfalfa, orchard uh-huh. grass, hay. Uh, we have a little blue healer dog who loves mm-hmm. anybody and everybody. And if you was to if you was to walk up to the farm, she would lick you to death and tell you <laughs> pet her. So <laughs> our dog so would the, force you to throw the them farm. Ball. Is pretty amazing. We are very proud of the farm. Um, when you when you come to our venue here at the farm. Um, People for the first time they uh, they get kind of big eyed, and I usually hear these comments. It's like, "Oh my goodness, this is kind of similar to how I was raised," or "Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, this is kind of similar to how Grandma and Grandpa's place was." And the 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 barn we we built it ourselves, and mm-hmm. uh, we we dedicated it to to keeping traditional country music alive and well. And what better place to keep traditional country music alive and well than on a full fledged edged working farm operation. The farm is indeed a working operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bale lots of hay. I sell lots of hay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the pond right next to our music venue is nothing less than spectacular. We have a full wraparound porch around the entire venue. Oh, People can, they feel that. at home when they get there. And there is a such, a, uh, such a connection. We have made we, we have made lifelong friends um, who come to the farm and they will travel. If we're doing a, a cruise out of, out of Texas, the, the, these fine folks will spend their hard-earned money and go do a cruise with us. Or if we're doing a show in Tennessee, they'll travel Tennessee. Or if we're playing somewhere in Michigan or, or pick a place. But, but these people who once kind of started off as fans mm-hmm. pretty much have become family. And, mm-hmm. uh, and there's, literally hundreds and hundreds of them that 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 come to the shows every show and Mm -hmm. then those folks meet each other there at the farm and then they become lifelong friends and they go out and do things and vacation together the farm has become um, an inspiration to a lot of folks where a lot of friends have met that would have never met in a normal situation and it's all because of one thing they Mm -hmm. all share the love of the traditional country music Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. It is. Yeah. So one of your uh, one of your one of your recent albums, I think you got a newer album than this based on what you just said, but uh, it lists my guitar drips country on your on your website as your latest. Um, and on there, there's a song called that's Supernaw. Right. Um, I'm just wondering about yep. the the story behind Supernaw. Well, um, in the early 1990s, Doug Supernaw was a substantial entertainer a huge artist in the country music he had several number one hits several top 10 hits Mm -hmm. and i was really influenced by his music and i was fortunate enough to have done a show with doug back in the early 90s and uh, we had a good little conversation back then um we probably couldn't call ourselves friends but we had met each other and it was a really cordial um you know in Uh passing because we were both on the same show together Okay. Well, 20 years goes by. Wow. And we were booked on 20, 20 years goes by and we were booked on another show together. 
and we were able to reconnect and reminisce and uh, you know just basically be friends again and uh, we knew each other and it was had an appreciation for each other well we decided that we were going we being my wife we decided that we were going to do a country music cruise out of Texas and we decided to ask Doug if he would be part of our show and uh, him and his wife said absolutely we'd love to do a cruise with you and so two weeks before departure we found out and Doug found out that he had stage four cancer and so he ultimately couldn't do the cruise with us and you know it was pretty de- debilitating to the point where he couldn't do much anything at all. Well, we lost Doug last November, unfortunately. But uh, before Doug passed, there was a, a another Texas friend of Doug that was uh, reaching out to Doug Supernall and kind of wanting his blessing to re-record one of Doug Supernall's songs. Well, the friend reached out to Doug, and Doug, in his correspondence, said, you can record anything you want to with me. He said, but if you want me to record it with you, son, my guitar drips country. Now, the artist that we're making reference to was going to do it a little rock and roll. And my wife read this article to me, and having known Doug for all those years, when she read to me the response to the other Texas artists about wanting to record Doug's song, Having been my guitar drips country, a light switch went off on me, and I I just had to go grab my pen, my guitar, and I wrote the song Supernal, and it's just a tribute out of respect, and and I'm very thankful because Doug did get to hear it before he passed away. That's that's fantastic. You got to to hear it. I mean, it's yeah. a, a sad story, but uh, mm-hmm. that he got to hear that before. Fine song. Let's let's go ahead and play that right now. This is Supernal by Richard Lynch. And it means so much more knowing the story. My guitar drips country I wish that line was mine It came from a conversation A country legend left behind We've all heard songs about our heroes How they've all stood proud and tall Yes, I like Merle and I like George And a guy named Supernova A Texas guy who loves country music he sang his songs from the heart, kept his fans in the palm of his hands. He mentioned a place called Reno, where Lady Luck dealt him a bad hand. But he found his way back to Texas, between the red and the Country shows would draw thousands His career was flying high But life can change in an instant With no explanation or reason why No one gets promised tomorrow 
And we don't know what hand we'll draw For you made us proud when you sang loud Thanks for the music, Supernova This guy who loves country music He sang his songs from the heart Kept his fans in the palm of his hands He mentioned a place called Reno Where Lady Luck dealt him a bad hand But he found his way back to Texas Between the Red and the Rio Grande I'm glad he found his way back to Texas Between the Red and the Rio Richard, I know you have uh, some causes that are near and dear to your heart. Some's listed on your website. It's a veterans charity. Do you want to do you want to um, promote some of those uh, causes that you're champion? Well, me and my wife started um, a a foundation called the Love Tattoo Foundation, and uh, we both support wholeheartedly the men and women that that put on a uniform for our country mm-hmm. and serve our nation. As far as I'm concerned, we can't do enough to help them. And um, so we started the foundation, the Love Tattoo Foundation. And a mutual friend of ours uh, named Chuck Brisbane from uh, y- uh, from uh, Virginia Beach uh, mm-hmm. sent a poem to me and asked if I would listen to it and possibly put some music to it. Mm. And his poem was entitled Love Tattoo. So I, um, I, I listened to the poem. I read the poem and I read my guitar and I took his lyrics and I added some of my lyrics to come up with a song called love tattoo. And, you know, when people hear the word love tattoo, a lot of folks tend to think, well, what exactly is a love tattoo? And I assure you it has nothing to do with ink. The love tattoo is a, uh, a either a psychological scar or a physical scar that one of our servicemen and women endured during their service. So that is their love tattoo. They will carry it with them wherever they go. So we wrote the song and uh, I was fortunate enough to do a show with one of my heroes, Mr. Ronnie McDowell. He was always a a big inspiration with me in the seventies and eighties. He did a show with me and I knew that Ronnie had done three tours of duty in Vietnam. So I went from loving the fact that that Ronnie had great music to actually just really appreciating the man. So after the show was over, we reached out to Ronnie and said, Hey, you know, we know that you support the military very, very much. And we've got this patriotic song that I want to do as a duet. And if you listen to it, and if you agree and you like it, we'd love to get in the studio with you and record it. Well, ultimately Ronnie heard it. He got to, uh, you know, got to listen to it. And within a short time, three weeks or a month later, we were in the studio and we recorded as a duet, Love Tattoo. And it's really a moving song. You know, the video is really moving. But once again, you know, these by by virtue of being in the music industry and how wonderful and gracious these country music fans are, they reached out and shared their talent with me. And now Ronnie is my friend. And uh, we, we, we did something for a worthwhile cause. We raised money for a deserving 
uh, deserving people like the veterans. And there's a place in Northern Michigan called the Willwin Lodge. And we raise money and we raise awareness of this facility because it takes um, veterans from World War II all the way to today and it makes them welcome. And it's a place too many, too many veterans lose uh, the battle with, um, you know, suicide. Let's just be honest with you. But there's a place that's available to talk to these people and give them people some hope and some direction, some R&R. And that's just our little way of giving back because we've been blessed beyond belief with the music and our farm and our way of life. So we just want to give back a little bit, make awareness that there's a place that exists for a veteran out there. If you guys know somebody that's struggling that there's a place called the Will Win Lodge and they can help these veterans. And that's just our little way of giving back. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll note some of these things in the show notes um, mm-hmm. so that people can click on some links and, and uh, look into those uh, good causes. But um, all right, Richard, so. Uh, um, like- you're, uh, you're up for a, Music in Media Award yeah. coming up in November. Um, obviously, any award is a bit of an honor, but other than the the honor and the prestige, do you feel that that award can open anything up for you career-wise? What does it signify? Well, you know, I am always honored and and so thankful that someone thinks enough of me to nominate me. I, I've been nominated into the... Uh, Independent Country Music Hall of Fame, the Ohio Country Music Hall of Fame. I've, mm. I've received AWA awards. I've received a lot of these acclaims, and, and I'm thankful for them. And yes, they do offer offer opportunities. But the biggest thing that really sits with me is the fact that I get to meet new people, meet mm-hmm. new friends, uh, go somewhere. It, it never fails that if I'm in Texas or if I'm in Wyoming or pick a place. If I'm going to an award somewhere, I ultimately get to meet with someone or two or five people that become my friends. And whether I win the award or not, I I just made a new friend that shares the same love and desire to keep our music alive out there. So that's such a, that's such a thrill for me to meet new people and have, we have the same um, ambition in life. And ultimately we'll, we'll go see people from, from time to time, you know, whether they live out in, out of state somewhere, we'll drive out and see them or they'll drive back and see us. But the awards and the accolades are wonderful. But the fact that we can connect with these people out there that we would not have never met had it not been for that accolade is so rewarding to me. Mm. Yeah. It's about the people. It's about connection. Yeah. Not, not the award so much as the, the bet it is. opportunity that it brings to meet new. That's, that's really great. All right, Richard. We, we, uh, we, from time to time, we'll bring our friends that aren't necessarily a national act, but we'll bring them right to the farm here and we'll have Richard Lynch and friends and we'll have people. The friends will be from Tennessee. The friends will be from West Virginia. The friends will be mm-hmm. from Missouri and once a year, we do just that, and we shine. Let these let these talented folks shine right there on the stage. Was a, it's a blast. Mm-hmm. That sounds nice. Sounds like a real uh, community event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like fun. All right. <laughs> it is. Well, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot more questions for you, but uh, really, at least, what do you? Think? Uh, are there any questions that you expected it to ask, expected us to ask that we did not? Well, a lot of people 
ask me things like, you know, um, you know, who are my big influencers? You kind of, you guys kind of touched a little bit on that. I'm, you know, I love Conway Twitty and Keith Whitley and some of those, some of those early artists, you know, I was fortunate mm-hmm. enough to do shows with Keith Whitley. Um, you guys, you guys were, you guys were entertaining into the fact that you asked a little more in depth than some of them do. So mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate that. Um, well, we're glad we, we don't want to be your typical interview. We know that other people have asked you many of those questions. And I like to ask something at least a little different, if not a little weird, Al, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, a little left field, a little, <laughs> right. a little out of nowhere from this. But yeah. yeah, it was great. Let's go ahead and. Nope. Let's make sure we mention all of your socials and um, the radio station that you um, oh, yeah. that you're on. We even listened to a little bit of that um, last well, week. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I'm on lots of radio stations to to give mm. you yeah to give you one. I probably couldn't give you just one, but there are oh, lots okay. a lot of stations. Um, we were just thinking locally. But, you know, I would like to mention that. Uh, oh, um, yeah, uh, WOBO radio station out of Batavia plays a lot of our music there in southwestern Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, WBZI out of uh, Xenia plays a lot of our music. Okay. Um, there is several stations, Northern Kentucky and Indiana, that plays a lot of our music. So to, to mm-hmm. give you one specific one, I really can't do that. But um, uh, K-O-V-E, I'm not sure. Donna's writing me a little message right here. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> in Hi, Lander, Donna. Wyoming, they're playing us to death. Out mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing a lot of Richard Lynch music in Lander, Wyoming. So there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, the best place to find out, the, the best place to find out about me is to go to richardlynchband.com and you will mm-hmm. see all the uh, all the interviews, all the merchandise, all mm-hmm. the the, uh, the concert places we're playing. Uh, you can probably learn as much or more than you really want to about richardlynchband.com. Go there. <laughs> now, to clarify something, um, I know that you write most of your songs, but um, do you yes, take songs from others? Like if someone oh, wrote t- a song for you. Oh, yeah. Well, I... I Absolutely. You know, the last two uh, two albums plus have been pretty much all my music. It has been all my music. Yeah. But well, the reason it's been that way is because, you know, I, I've made a connection with the music. But if if someone sent me a song that just absolutely floored me there, it would abs- it would be on my next project. I promise you, because my, mm-hmm. my albums are about the best music that I can put on there. And if if you guys send me a song or you know somebody that has a song that wants to get recorded and I, I feel it, absolutely, mm-hmm. I would be more than happy to record. What songs do you like to cover or, or do you? Well, when we do our live show, you know, we, oh, we do a lot of covers, but in our live show we do, but we, um, we like to, tr- we like to touch on some of our heroes. You know, you mentioned Johnny Cash. We'll, we'll throw a Johnny Cash song in there. We'll do a Waylon mm-hmm. Jennings medley. We'll do. We'll, we'll do three or four songs in a row that's covers, and then we'll do three or four of our own, and then we'll step back and do an old George Jones song, and then we'll come mm-hmm. back with some more of our our uh, in our show. We'll do a lot. Of, we, we focus really heavily on our own material, by but we still support and and play a lot of our heroes out there. And mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough to have a five piece band, six piece band that all these guys are really good vocalists too. And so you know, the piano player he'll do a Vince Gill song in our show, or 
our guitar player, he'll do a Hank Williams Jr. song. Our our bass player will do a uh, you know a Johnny Lee song, and so we we try to keep our shows diverse, upbeat. Um, you know, uh, with a when we when they bring the rhythm down and we slow it down a little bit, it, it, you can you can guarantee one thing: it's going to be a heartfelt, real country song. And then we'll turn right mm-hmm. around and just you know play a Hank Jr. song or one of our "She's Got Me Drinking Again" song. We just try to keep mm-hmm. our emotions. And our entertainment on that live show keep going, yeah. keep, keep yeah. it moving. A lot of times those covers are, are fun uh, for a, a live event or get to get people, like you said, to get absolutely moving um, emotionally or you know we we absolutely you know you can you can keep their you keep their feet moving and all of a sudden if they dance three or four in a row and they like to grab a hold of their lady or their man and snuggle up out there and uh, and mm-hmm. once again now they're still in the music and they're still in the and mo- the melody of the. Uh, uh, of the music and they're enjoying that concert so a live show is really something we love to do mm-hmm. but yeah. <clears throat> oh uh, but, okay I, but what i'm wanting what i'm wanting to know is when you're up there on stage and you're uh you know you're feeling the crowd and 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 you know you're getting a sense for for what they're really uh enjoying and maybe what they're going to get a drink you know the time they're going to get a drink because they're really not yeah. How would you know? How does how, do you have like a set list that you really adhere to, or do you or do you like turn around to the band and say, okay, this is the one we want to do right now. This is the point in the night that's perfect. Mix for, it up. Um, yeah, you you will never if you come to a Richard Lynch show, you will never see the same show twice. Mm. Um, we I, I'm I'm pretty fortunate that I'm I, I'm pretty lucky that I can I can read a I can read a crowd, mm-hmm. um, and I've been very fortunate to grow up in a household where you know, my, my dad was a pro at that. Mm-hmm. So I learned an awful lot how to entertain that crowd, how to keep that crowd moving. And, you know, I promise you, you know, we, we'd never use a set list. Well, wait a minute. We, we have done a set list if we're doing a TV show or something to where, you know, it's orchestrated or it's being conducted in a certain format. We have done that. But a live show we do, it will, you'll never hear a song list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been a fantastic hour. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sometimes I don't realize mm-hmm. how much I I do like country music, you know, yeah. because I I think maybe my maybe my <laughs> my own my own vision mm-hmm. is like maybe that is shaped by some of the same dissatisfaction you're talking about with the present state of country music. I don't I don't really care yeah. for that, but I do the classics mm-hmm. and things that my mom turned me on to still mm-hmm. deeply uh, embedded. Well, guys, thank you for letting let me be a part of your show. I have thoroughly We're enjoyed it. Have I learned a little thing, a few things or two. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not too far maybe away. Maybe cross paths out there somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, or say thank you to your uh, your significant other there, your wife. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have minded and her joining yeah, in she, for the whole she thing. Could, uh, have joined us, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Miss Donna, she's back here waving at you guys. Oh, so, hey, Donna. Yeah. Hi, Donna. <laughs> All right. Thanks for letting Richard come out tonight to play yep <laughs> let's go ahead and close the show by playing uh, love tattoo love tattoo by richard lynch and ronnie mcdowell and mm-hmm. thank you again richard and it's thanks, been brother. fun we'll see you next time all right mm-hmm. he loves his god his kids his wife For them, he gladly gave his life. He 
serve his country as many do. And he came home with a love tattoo. I remember when the soldier walked past. He paused when he heard a young child ask, Where'd you get that scar I see on you? He smiled and said, It's not a scar, it's my love tattoo. The soldier said, To keep our world more safe for you. I fought and bled as many do. I did what I knew I had to do. No, it's not a scar. It's my love tattoo. His love tattoo is a symbol. To remind him How he fought with pride For our red, white, and blue If Uncle Sam asked him to stand With our soldiers in Afghanistan He'd unpack his uniform And combat boots With honor, bring back home a new love tattoo. My love tattoo helps me recall some of my friends who gave their all. They fought. And died as many do So I'm proud to wear My love tattoo He loves his God His kids His wife For them He gladly gave his life His country like heroes do And he came home With a love tattoo Yes, he came home With a love tattoo Listeners, it's Lisa and Phil from Yeah Uh Huh. How are we doing? We love feedback. Please use our socials to let us know what you think. We have socials. 
Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Notice, Notice a, a pattern. pattern. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week.